welcome to another episode of the We Don't Wanna Podcast. This is the show where two certified dipshits make uncertified takes on your favorite shows. We are your hosts, I am Scott, and joining me as always, my beloved co-host, Zach. I'm not, I'm not your beloved co-host. It's, it's a harmless courtesy, Zach. A lie. Remove it. Fine. My co-host, Zachary Attackery. There we go. No, wait, is it Sir Zachary Attackery? Use the proper what, Yeah, whatever Dip else you shit. are, you are a knight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. How are you doing this week, pal? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Yeah? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. You're cold um, there in, like, the Texas almost summer, are you? I see you're all, like, bundled up. Dude, actually, so turtleneck. Amanda has been hot as balls. Mm-hmm. in our apartment for some reason yeah and it's not hot so the <laughs> air is like really low right now like the temperature is set really low uh-huh so yeah i went and grabbed a goddamn sweater yeah you're like full winter garbed up over there where's I'm your just, i'm wearing a quarter zip yeah where's like... your astros like beanie like stocking cap <laughs> that's that's I what sh- you I need sh- to complete should, should pull that out yeah to complete the trifecta um, dude i i am good this week has actually been um eventful you had uh, most of the week off as i recall i i did yeah um it was well so we talked about that last week because i was like kind of oh, in the yeah, middle of the sorry. vacation but either way um played a lot of video games this week hell yeah um i have started watching that show uh the last kingdom yeah you've told it's me i need Vikings. to watch it uh yeah it's it's surprisingly good. I, I will say, because I'm watching it along the same time as us going through this recap, I find myself too often wishing it was Game of Thrones, and it's just not that caliber. But as in like it the, is good. the storytelling or the production value or the acting? Well, or it, it follows... All of the kind, above. I guess, honestly, kind of all of the above. Okay. Um, it follows only one character, and so it's just it's a little bit more narrowed. Uh, sure, sure. But... The but scope. it does do a lot of political scheming. I just feel like when you have a taste of being able to see it from everywhere the way right. that you do with Game of Thrones, it's... it's I like the way you like enunciated that. that. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um, okay, I had so... Some, okay, go ahead. Well, I, I have to ask you, so you, you, you texted or tweeted, I can't even remember what it was. You, you were so, you've been so excited. You've been chatting my ear off for like months now about yeah, this Northman uh-huh. movie. Since since uh, since I think like August last year for when it was announced forever, and I was just like kind of neutral on it. I'm like, yeah, it looks fine, but I'm not like super stoked for it. Sure, but well, what you sent was, I, I believe the exact phrasing was, saw the Northman. What a glorious mess of a movie, unfucking. I can't, I don't even know what to fucking say or something along those lines. Yeah. And based on that, I was like, I have no idea if he liked (laughs) it or hated it. So (laughs) let's, let's set the record straight here. Did you like it or did you hate it? I loved it. Okay. I loved it. Good to know. Dude, it was just like, you know, the sheer. So we, you and I watched Dunkirk together, right? Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you remember walking out of that theater just feeling like so much anxiety breathless yeah like anxiety and like breathless and like like i had been clenching my sphincter for two hours which i basically <laughs> had well 90 minutes that's a tightly paced movie uh yes definitely yeah um it, it was like that now not not due to the like like
the intentional like anxiety that is pumped into our fucking eyeballs that Dunkirk does, but sure. it is just such an intense, powerful movie. Okay. Like that thing just takes its massive veiny dick out and smacks you in the face like <laughs> repeatedly. It okay. is just like like dude. And then it oh, makes okay, a glorious so, mess, if you know what I mean. With, and it and it does massive. leave a glorious mess all over me. Bukaki style, dude. <laughs> um dude, I've gotta tell you, man, uh the performances are fantastic. The the picture is gorgeous. Yeah. And it's shot really, really, really dark. And I feel like that's kind of the cliche. Everybody wants to do something dark and edgy right now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just it's in a different light. I mean, I'm gonna compare it to the lighthouse also, because that is also, in my opinion, a glorious mess. It's just yeah, I, it's I know just what you mean. absurdly intense yeah. and weird and uncomfortable. So uncomfortable and weird, and I love it. And it's and this movie is very much like that. Okay. I mean, it's the same director. Um, so it's but a lot of what the lighthouse does with that is like there's humor behind it. From what I saw of like the Northman trailer, there doesn't seem to be an ounce of humor in this well, movie. Well, so in in the first the first part of the movie, there is this kind of very interesting, weird uncomfortable humor that happens okay. and it was just perfect okay. dude. it was so good fair enough and uncomfortable and they, like i even i told my buddy who i watched it with that like if you as a watcher are not going into this movie like willing to to go into the movie and into the period that this is and like live in that headspace mm-hmm. i could see that like this specific section that I'm talking about, you'll obviously know it when you see it, but uh, I could see something like that taking you out of the movie and being like, that's weird. And okay. I don't know that I like that. But if you're, if you're committed to it, it is fucking amazing. Oh, and Willem Dafoe. I do fucking love amazing. me some Willem Dafoe. I um, mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't love uh, Yeah. Crazy Dude, it's, people. It's insane. Um, I have to say one last thing. The sound, this, uh, the sound design of that movie is terrifying. It yeah. is impeccable, dude. It's so good. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I truly hope you like it. Um, I will see it at some point. I do not know when. I don't have any current plans to go see it, but because um, <laughs> I haven't been I'm, obsessed I'm with it. it for six months like you have. I mean, uh, dude, it's just, you know what it is, dude, is I watched The Lighthouse and The Witch, like, so back, like, very close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved, I adored both of them. Uh, the lighthouse a little more than the witch. Um, and I also, I love Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, she's in fucking everything right now. She is in Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just filled with insane fucking performances. Okay. Uh, and it is intense, bro. It Listen, is up. that's fair enough. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad I know now that you enjoyed it. Uh, because I was very confused by... Mm. by I'm also drinking some tea out of my yellow submarine. Yes, you are. Lovely. For the Beatles. Um, you know what? The North Man ties in nicely with the title of the episode that we are going over today. Yeah, it it does, but I can't allow you to move forward because I've spent way too much time talking about myself. I had a perfect segue. How's your week been? Lined up, and you're just gonna ruin it here. I'm gonna shit all over it. Uh, 
I am fine. My week's been good. The Rockies are still winning somehow. I need to get a haircut. My hair is long right now. Um, that's that's about hey, all I you, got. You live about an hour. No, I'm sorry, like three hours north of me. Yeah. So north. Uh, we're talking about an episode no, called The North, boy, remember? You it. I live about three hours north of you, and yet you have still not gotten your present. And, you know, the saddest part is for people who listen to the Harry Potter episodes and know what I'm talking about, it is now, like, multiple presents that have piled up that you still haven't gone and got come to get. And I should have just mailed them ages ago, but now to keep the meme alive, I have to keep them and give you shit for not coming to get your present. Uh, I would expect nothing less. But the North remembers, Zachary. Uh, I am the North in this. I... Is it weird to me that this episode is called The North Remembers? I feel like there are later episodes in the series where this would fit better. Yeah, there's a specific scene I can think of that this would fit much better. Yeah. I I guess Uh, they were just like, I guess we'll throw The North Remembers in here. I, I... when I saw that this episode was titled that, I thought that was a bit strange. But either way, we're hyped for it. Uh, definitely, definitely hype for The North Remembers. <laughs> um, shall we jump into the recap here, buddy? We shall. Okay. Tell uh, us what happens. I, I guess, yeah. Let's. It's all me. It's all on me now. So, Season 2, Episode 1, The North Remembers, begins in King's Landing where our our boy Joff is enjoying his his birthday by watching attorney and drowning Sir Dantos in wine. You know, just the usual birthday things. Gotta love it. Uh, Sansa speaks up, manages to save uh, Sir Dantos' life. Tyrion arrives and starts swinging a big dick with his new authority as Hand of the King. Cersei is furious uh, at this appointment of Tyrion's. But Tyrion points out all the blunders she's let happen with Ned's execution and losing Arya, so she really doesn't have much ammo to fight back with. At Winterfell, Bran and Maester Lewin hold court to help the Northerners with their problems. And my fucking guy Lewin just gives sage advice, per usual. That dude rules in like every scene he's in. Always. Uh, Bran dreams that he is his wolf, Summer. And Osha tries to call him out on it, but he denies that he dreams entirely, which seems like an odd choice to be just like, no, I don't have dreams at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> what a weirdo. Uh, they discuss the new red comet in the sky and what it could mean. Osha says that it can only mean dragons. And speaking of those little baby bastard dragons, in the east, Daenerys is not sure what to feed them or any of her people at all, really as they wander through the Red Wastes. She asks Shirjora if there is any other way to go, but he says there are too many enemies in the other directions. Daenerys sends three of her riders to scout ahead to find any water or cities, uh, and so they leave. Beyond the Wall, uh, the Night's Watch ranging has reached Craster's Keep, uh, where the wildling real sack of shit Craster and his daughter slash wives live. What a guy. What a guy that Craster is. <laughs> Lord Commander Mormont asks Craster where all the wildlings from the abandoned villages have gone. And he tells them they've joined up with Mance Raida, the king beyond the wall. And he's going to march his army south. Uh, John pisses off Craster by existing, basically. 
Uh, and com- he's, he's he's very good at that. He's, yeah, true. Uh, Commander Mormont crawls all up John's ass about it, saying he needs to learn to follow before he can lead one day. And then... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. New major characters alert. New major characters alert! <laughs> Thanks for the hype. Yes, you're welcome. Always. On the blah, island blah, 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 blah. of Dragonstone... <laughs> oh my god. On the island of Dragonstone, we meet Davos Seaworth. Hell yeah. My guy. Fucking guy. Stannis Baratheon and his red priestess, Melisandre. So hot. Or, or as uh, the <laughs> audiobooks say, Melisandre. Mel- no, it's like Melisandre. 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 It's weird. Uh, they are burning statues, the idols of the seven gods to honor her god, the Lord of Light. And Stannis gets a spicy new sword. Ooh, it's so spicy. By spicy, we mean literally flaming. <laughs> it's a spicy sword. <laughs> the maester of Dragonstone tries to stop them and then tries to talk Davos into talking sense into Stannis, but Davos is Stannis's man through and through. What a good guy to have in yeah, your corner, by the he's, way. He is. God, what a guy. You want Davos in your corner for sure. Oh, yeah. Always. Stannis sends copies of a letter throughout the realm proclaiming himself uh, with many corrections in that letter. <laughs> yes. Uh, just a few. As king and Cersei's children as little incest bastards. Mm. Hashtag true. True. Davos suggests making peace with Stannis' brother Renly or Robb Stark until they defeat the Lannisters, but Stannis is not having any of that shit. Yes, the old maester tries to pull the old suicide poison drink maneuver. The old quick one. <laughs> I love that maneuver. The old suicide poison drink. <laughs> yeah. The, hey, I'll kill myself while I kill you yeah, yeah, yeah. maneuver. Classic maneuver. Uh, classic. classic. Maneuver. To kill Melisandre. Melisandre. Uh, but she drinks the poison, no prob, and she's like, hey, that was some tasty shit, and he super dies. Super dies. Super dead. Not just regular uh, dead, super dead. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy how quick it works. The dude takes a sip and is like, "Yeah, man." Oh. She's just like, bleeding "Yeah," and profusely. she's like, "Yo, that shit tastes good." <laughs> <laughs> um, at Rob's army camp, he has a chat with imprisoned Jamie about his bastard kids, and then threatens him with his giant ass direwolf. True. Hell yeah for CGI direwolves, by mm. the way. I just have to say. Rob sends peace terms to the Lannisters that they must renounce all claims over the North. Theon talks Rob into letting him go to his father, Balon, to form an alliance to defeat the Lannisters. They need their ships. Cat mm. is big mad about this, saying the Greyjoys cannot be trusted. True. And the fact that Rob want, uh, won't trade Jaime for Sansa and Arya. She wants to go home, but Rob says, You fucking thought. Uh, and he tells her that you've got to ride south to try and form an alliance with King Renly Baratheon. Back in King's Landing, Cersei and Littlefinger have a chat about power, and she wants him to find Arya for her. Littlefinger tries to flaunt his big knowledge, wee wee, but Cersei and her guides uh, put him back in his underwear. Real mm. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joff is busy with extreme home makeover. <laughs> You can tell by that reaction that I wrote this and Zach has not read it yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. 
Oh, fuck me, dude. <laughs> Joff is busy with Extreme Home Makeover. Uh, Red Keep Throne Room Edition. Dude, I hadn't even finished the full time. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. Uh, Joff asks Cersei how many oh. bastards Bobby B has, and she slaps the shit out of him. Deserved. The City Watch. Yeah, deserved. The City Watch goes through King's Landing, killing a bunch of children and babies believed to, King, to be King Robert's bastards. The City Watch finds out about Gendry from, his armor's ma- from the Armor Master and are now after the band of Night's Watch recruits that Arya is traveling with. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, I'm just going to come out here and say it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a that's a hell of an episode to kick off the season. It's it's a lot. I like it is a um lot. I like how they use specifically kind of the new red comet as like a framing device to kind of give us these check-ins on all of, you know, our different characters and like different regions. They they do a cool it's just the way it's edited and the way it's shot, I think is is just really cool and interesting where they like always show the comet first when they when they go to like a new area whether it's beyond mm-hmm. the wall or in the east and they just kind of pan down to hey here's Danny and her Dothraki fuckers or hey here right. we're beyond the wall and here's John and Sam and them and i just think it's 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 a just a cool Do they see the comet when they're up north at uh, beyond the wall? Yeah, i'm pretty sure they do it every single time if i'm not mistaken. Interesting. I don't remember. Um I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. But I just think it was a cool narrative device they used to, like, not only just give us, like, a cool visual, but just kind of use it to kind of tie, you know, these are these are very different storylines and, like, places that are happening, but it still just yeah. kind of grounds you in, like, hey, this is all the same world. All these things are still happening. Definitely, They're yeah. I mean, you know, they they always talk, or we, we get a lot of talk about, you know, the stories overlapping, right? Mm-hmm. You have or last season you had them talking about Danny in King's Landing, um, talking about Beyond the Wall, and, you know, like, things like that. Right. And it's just, I mean, I, this is one of our, I think your yours and my favorite thing to go back to, but show, don't tell. Right. You're able, they're able to do exactly that, where they're tying everything together with a visual representation, and it works really well. For sure. It's just um, kind of a reality check that everybody is kind of on the same field, you know? Right. No, definitely. Um, why don't we start in where the episode starts in King's Landing? Because um, okay. I want to talk about Tyrion. Tyrion? Hell yeah. <laughs> there are really three main things that stick out in my mind when I think about season two of Game of Thrones. Uh, one of them is Blackwater, which I won't say any more on that. Sure. That speaks for itself. Yeah. If this, you've seen the show, you know. Yeah. Uh, the second one is a series of scenes that happens between two characters that I love, and I think those scenes are amazing. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And the third one is Tyrion <laughs> at the top of his game. Like oh, yeah. this, this is the season of Tyrion, and we get our first taste of it here. Him just swaggering his way into King's Landing, just being his quippy like charming but also a dick self uh you know putting that bitch joffrey in his place just swaggers into the small council room puts cersei in her place the dude is just like on point 
throughout the entire episode, and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I I took a I took a quick note on him, and I just I wrote that Tyrion just continues to display empathy and understanding. Yeah. Oh, beyond yeah. probably any character in the show. The and Sansa I, I, thing. I love that. Yeah, so yeah. much, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the type of attitude that really makes you as a watcher, I guess, gravitate to a character. Yeah. Um, in any series, right? Whether it's Game of Thrones or anything else, you you get that character who understands and is willing to go outside of kind of like the status quo of yeah. of their particular setting and like to outreach and understand. And you're like, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I right. I, I love that shit. I love that, like. You can tell how much, like, Tommen and Marcella love him. Like, oh, Joff yeah. is an asshole and is beyond help, but, like, his other niece and nephew, like, love and adore him. They're like, I'm glad you're not dead. And, you know, he's, like, you know, saying hi to him and chatting Same. him up. And Right, exactly. And then, like, yeah, like, the thing with Sansa is so good because, like, this show wants to condition you to, like, hate, hate the, Lannisters. the Lannisters. Like, they are, like ostensibly the bad guys but like how can you possibly hate this guy like he's so you know like joffrey's like her father was a traitor how dare you say that and like Tyrion's like but her father nonetheless surely having so recently lost your own father you can sympathize and it's just like he's just a good dude and the world has done him dirty in a lot of ways just for being a dwarf but he's still here he is as acting hand of the king, you know, making the most of it. And right. I love him so and much. And then he, he delivers the fantastic, um, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you love your children. You're yes. one redeeming. Oh quality. my God. Was that and your cheekbones, that and your cheekbones <laughs> just throws that in there as an afterthought. Yeah. The part is speaking of the small council, uh, scene, like Cersei's facial expressions when Tyrion comes into the small council room is like Are so just good. Disgust. They're they're amazing. Like uh uh Lena Headey is it Hetty or Hedy? I can never remember. I think, I think it's, it's Hetty. Lena Hetty. Okay. Sorry, Lena Het Lena Hetty. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh just go Lena Hetty. Um her facial expressions are like so good. She's just like quietly seething and then like as soon as Varys gets done reading the part where yeah it turns out he is acting out the king she just like screams at them to get out Varys's reaction also here is so good because he's the one reading the letter and when like she freaks out and screams at them to get out Varys is very quickly just like oh, oh shit <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's very very funny I loved the hell out of it uh love Varys as well but just like her subtle like fa- subtle facial expressions how she's just like when he comes in and kisses her on the cheek, she's just like so not having it. She's and seething, dude. dude it's, she's it's so, so mad, and it's so good. I love it to death. Uh, um, one ahead. of the things I wanted to to bring up is just, I mean, like like any any new opener, right? Whether it's season one, episode one, season two, episode one. Obviously, there there has to be refresh from like a story writing standpoint, right? right? Because you know, you're going a year, sometimes two years between a season, mm-hmm. and there has to be that kind of reset. Same thing for a beginning of a book, right? Right, uh, true. So this, I just, I have to commend this episode for doing that in such a, I think just like efficient yeah. and not, like, it, how am I trying to say this? It really respects the viewer, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Like it does enough to be like, okay, got it. Pulse check. You know, we, we know where we're at. Um, very quickly, it just kind of like sets the board for you. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like quick hits where it's like, Hey, this is what's going on over here. Oh, now we're over here. Now we're doing this, but it's, it doesn't like, like you said, it respects the viewer enough to not be like, Oh, hey, here we are doing this. Remember? Hey, we left. If the you wall. remember that, right. you know, Ned Stark died, you know, right, like right, right. Yes. things like that, you know, and it and it's not just a matter of jumping around and showing kind of where they're at. Like even the dialogue that's had, uh, there's one thing specifically that I, I, I think I'm talking about, but like there's several mentions of how there's so many kings now. Yes. Right. It's it, it's a common thing. Like several people are making that uh, comment, whether it's a joke or in mm-hmm. seriousness. Uh, and it is really just to further that, like, uh, I guess, like, setting of the field. Um, everybody is declaring themselves a king, mm-hmm. and and we get that flushed out, especially when we when we get the scenes on Dragonstone. Right. Um, it's really good. Uh, I I'm a big fan of that, and also hand in hand with a brand new season starting, uh, lots of new introductions. Yep. Um, we've yeah. got let's hit Stannis, the Dragonstone. Inter- the the fucking Captain of Grammar himself. I was going to say, one of my notes verbatim says, uh, Stannis immediately establishing himself as Mr. Correction, Mr. Grammar Correction. Oh, yeah. The dude oh, just yeah. cannot let anything go. Yeah. He's always that dude. A lie. Like, Take uh, it out. It's it's your, like, apostrophe RE, not you. Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> he he, that he's, guy. he's the guy that you, you send, like, a, a four-page long text, yeah. and he responds the little asterisk mm-hmm. and then the correct spelling and doesn't yeah. even, yeah. like, say anything else. He is the grammar Nazi, for sure. <laughs> um, So we get Stannis, we get Melisandre, uh-huh. we get Craster, yep. Davos, and even just the introduction of the Eastern religion. Yep. Uh, where they, you know, their god is the Lord of Light. Is there a name for this religion? Um, I was trying to think oh, of that when I was taking that question. note. And I... The uh, Rolor is like the actual name of the Lord of Light. Um, I don't know. You know what? I should know this. I don't know if there is an actual name for it. Uh, don't forget about my fucking dude, Dollar said though. He is introducing oh, sure. this That's episode right. as yes. well. You know, I have to admit, I, I always forget that, that he, uh, like, I, I feel like he's inserted in a way that makes you feel like he could have been there all Like, along. he's always been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, very sure. well so done. It's... I have to call out his amazing line in this episode. <laughs> when they yeah, show up at Craster's, which is just an absolute shithole. And Ed hits us with the line, I was born in a place like this. Later, I fell on hard times. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, that's what this dude is. He is uh, he is a dour son of a bitch, and I love him to death. Uh, yeah. Dolores so Ed fucks. Yeah, I like does. him quite a bit. Uh, yeah, do we want to talk more about, like, the Dragonstone peeps? Because uh, this yeah. is a big, so- like, whole, this is like a new faction, basically, like. Yeah, we're kind of being introduced to. You know, there was talk it's of Stannis like, last season, but we never met him, and now here he is declaring himself one of the new, many new kings, like you said. And we've got this red priestess with her whole religion, and yeah, there's just like a lot of setup they have to do for this new faction. Right. I uh, I was gonna <clears throat> compare it to 
It's kind of like when you play a board game and then you buy the expansion. You buy the expansion, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah. there's a lot more shit happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. you have unlocked the fire faction and yeah, you know yeah. all that good stuff. Get a spicy mm-hmm. new sword. Like in in the core game, they're there, they're printed on the board, but yeah. you can't use their you can't pieces. Can't use their pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> this is you have to you have to like in the legacy games. It was like it would be like you have to burn the seven idols before you can unlock them. You know, yep. take them out yep. of the box and everything. Exactly. We are such nerds. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I so we kind of mentioned it in the recap. Uh, I don't think it's a big secret. You and I both love Davos, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. You don't you don't see a ton of it maybe yet. But Davos is such a fucking great character. I love this dude so much. He is so loyal to a fault. Sometimes I will admit but he's just he's he's one of the most sensible and just like real characters in the show. I feel like he always has he always takes the view of like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Why? Of course, it, of course, that makes sense. Like, why would you not do it that way? Or like, yeah, you know, he's he's Stannis's man through and through, but he's also like. Hey, uh, you know, this is red, this red fire God and all this stuff is cool and all, but, uh, how many ships, how many ships does he got? <laughs> how many uh, ships does this fire God Cause have? we kind of need ships. Uh, cause that's, uh, that's uh, what we need for this army thing. So he's like in, but he's not like a fanatic, you know? And that's, yeah, yeah. I, I love that about Davos. And he, I feel like, oh man, th- this, this might be, I don't think this is a hot take. Uh, but I feel like with this show, okay, I guess to, to make the comparison, the contrast here, typically the mm-hmm. way that fantasy or most storytelling works is picture it like kind of like a pyramid. You have like your main character or characters that kind of pull up, you know, all your supporting characters, right? Like sure. they all gravitate behind them. They fall, you know, like. I feel like it's almost like a you here, man. Like, like, like all of the the support characters in this show are just so They're insane, good, yeah. and just so um realized and flushed yeah. out. Yeah, that they they carry as much of the story up with them as any main protagonist in the yeah. show. It's so good, and and Davos is is one of those. Again, just like you said, maybe not right this second, but. It just it makes me so excited as as a rewatcher of the show to finally see him on screen and yeah. be like, hell yeah, this is my fucking guy. This is my dude. And that's, you know, listen, I've I've probably talked about it before, but it's what you're talking about with like the secondary and like tertiary characters all being so good. It's it's what makes me it what's it's what makes this show one of my favorite shows of all time, because above all else, the things I care about in storytelling in like games, books, media movies, shows, whatever it is, is like characters. If there are good, interesting, likable, charming characters, I am more than likely going to like it. And there's just, there's so many. I feel like every other episode, me and you were like, ah, this guy, this is my dude right here. And (laughs) it's like, there's so many and it's like ridiculous, but it's true. That's why I love this show so much. Um, you want to talk? Okay, let's let's quickly jump to. You mentioned having a hot take. 
And I actually do have a hot take. I don't know if you're going to agree oh, with this. Oh, hold one. on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move away from okay. Dragonstone. Yeah, yeah. Here's my hot take. Oh, boy. Melisandre. Dude. Melisandre. Jesus. Dude. She's dude. So That's hot. actually a double pun, by the way. Hot in the way of fire and yeah, hot yeah, yeah, in the yeah, way yeah. of she is very hot. I love the way she just drinks that poison wine and looks at that old man like, man, yeah, you thought? You thought, bitch? You mm-hmm. fucking thought you were going to take me yeah, out? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. she's so funny. I, I when I was very first introduced to her, I was like, "She's into some freaky shit." Yeah, oh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like freaky shit. Yeah, she she certainly is. Uh, anything else you wanted to hit on? No, no. no. I mean, I do okay. want to hit on Dragon. Well, yeah, besides be besides Melisandre. Um, quickly to Rob's camp. Okay. I have the hot take that I think Rob threatening chained up Jamie Lannister with a giant dire wolf is a real bitch made move. Is that a hot take? I mean, it's an L take for sure. It's just, the dude is chained to a post and you're sticking a a 13 foot wolf on him. Like, but he didn't stick the wolf on him. He did though. Like he's he just he's he just like showed his bulge him. a little. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a bitch main move in my eyes. It's just like that's it's, so you're just biased because you love Jamie. I am yes, but also come on, dude. Like I'm I mean, how to is a this? Post. Hold on, how is this any different than than uh like sending Mord to go beat the shit out of Tyrion and like. Scaring him up against the the back corner to where I mean, he thinks he's gonna fall. I didn't say off. it was like okay. I guess you didn't have Lysa a problem with it then. Lysa is a total bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making my point for me. Also, I, at I least guess Tyrion the, like, wasn't chained scaring up. and mistreating and like maybe not torture per se, but just that type of thing. That that's what you do to to prisoners. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> You're fucking I just mean to that. There's, I never have really thought about this before, but something about this watch through particular, like this scene, just didn't sit well with me. I was just like, Rob, you. That's not cool, man. Leave my book. You're you're right. This is a hundred percent bias take. Because I leave really my just boy like, alone. I'm just like leave my poor boy alone. He's sitting in a pile of his own shit, chained to a post. You're you're Amos Diggory now, dude. <laughs> my boy, <laughs> my boy. Uh, leave my boy Jamie alone. He's still beautiful, even covered in his own shit, chained to a post. Uh, shouts yeah. to CGI dire wolves. Uh, I uh I I meant to to say this a little closer to the top, like after we finished the recap, because mm-hmm. it's not about any one. Like location specifically, um, but new season, new production budget. Yeah, I think costuming looks right fantastic. Yeah. even even the simple things like like the big shots of like cities or mm-hmm. like camps. Yeah, they're just more full. They're more and, like, fleshed out and like just bigger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and again, also of course, uh, Grey Wind being CGI'd to be yeah. massive. That's cool. They're shit. not just like huskies. Dogs, yeah, <laughs> they're not just I like mean, actual dogs, and I'm fine with that because like they were still growing, you know, like yeah, sure, they're they're still puppies, and it's it's fine, it works. So, um, I don't think there's oh, so Theon, you know, goes to Rob and is like, hey, let me let me go chat with my dad. I got this great idea. I, I got you this great idea. I'm gonna get you these ships. Uh, 
And Rob is just like, cool. And Kat, to her credit, is like, yo, this is a terrible idea. Uh, the Greyjoys. I mean, I think she said something to the effect of like, I do not trust Bela Greyjoy because Bela Greyjoy cannot be trusted or, yeah, or she, he's she untrustworthy. Says he, he, is, he is not trustworthy. Yeah. And Rob is just like, nah, dude, I, I got, I, I got my dude. Theon says he can get me these ships, these ships, bro. He's got the hookup. Yeah, dude. And knowing what comes yeah, we won't Catelyn. Catelyn just told Rob, "Dude, you know you just invested in a Ponzi scheme, right? Yes, like this is not gonna work this, for you." And Rob's like, "No, nah, man, I'm my guy." Rob's like, "It's going to the moon, I swear." Cat's <laughs> like, "No, man, no, it's gonna bottom no, out no, tomorrow. No, no. This is literally a pyramid scheme." And Rob's like, "No, no, it's fine. It's cool. Theon's my guy. He wouldn't let me down." He's like, "Look, we just need we just need six other people yeah, to go he, in on this." He, 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 he he turns six people, and I get six people, and then they get six people. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Fuck. Dude. But yeah, the big de- development being, uh, he is sending her uh, a lot of talk of alliances in this episode. You know, there's like he's sending Theon to make an alliance with Balon. Um, you know, he's sending her to make an alliance with Renly. Davos wanted Stannis to make an alliance with either Rob or Renly. And with all these like kings running around that we've got, there's, you know, these back rooms like dealings. And like you said, that kind of that political um, intrigue that we love so much. A lot of that going on. Right. In this episode. And I, I think what's what's really cool <clears throat> is it's like. Even though in season one you you definitely feel like it's much bigger than just the Lannisters and the Starks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We we see that we more. We see it more now. Yep. Uh in this in this season as as the season starts. And it's it's like man, there's a lot of there's a lot of hands in the pot right now. Yes. You know, uh and it's it just it just makes for for a good fun time, you know? And I like <laughs> how each of them kind of are almost having their own each kind of faction, if you will, has their own kind of feel and differentiator. Like even the two, we we haven't seen much of like Renly, um, and kind of his new, and his new retinue yet. But even amongst the two Baratheons, there's the big differentiator of we've got the Fire Priestess, you know, followers of the Lord of Light Baratheons over here, and then the wannabe Robert you know, Baratheons over here, basically. So I do like how each kind of faction has their own lane, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. I feel like, I feel, I don't know that I feel like Renly's is more like wannabe Robert. Um, I, I, mean, I feel that like was... his is like, it's, it's just this like very soft, pretty, yeah. Like power in numbers, but not actually right. powerful. Well, yeah, we'll definitely see more of them and that, what you're talking about in a couple episodes. But I guess I just think of more like in the books, it's mentioned several times how much Renly like looks like Robert. And, OK, right, uh, right. So I think of it kind of in that way. But you're you're right. They they do still have their own lane, even even apart right. from wannabe Robert. Um, um, go ahead. I have a quick note. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say for. 
<clears throat> this is, I think, just something interesting to to know if if this is your first time watching, um, or reading or both. Uh, this is the first episode where we kind of see Bran realizing his warg abilities. Yes. Um, for many people who maybe don't realize this, if you're only a show watcher, uh, all the Sark children actually um have some kind of warging abilities mm-hmm. warging is the ability to to put your mind into the mind of a of an animal right. some it, more so than others but each of them to a certain degree right right um like like sans is the worst at it right but well, also even her then she she, dire she does dead so well right of help. course like like you we didn't really see much of that <clears throat> right. when she was you know younger mm-hmm. but uh yeah, they all actually uh like John is able to do it with uh with Ghost mm-hmm. and they're able to like communicate with each other on kind of just like a like a spiritual mental connection level. Mm-hmm. Uh Rob and Greywind, I mean they they all have it in their blood. It, it's actually a common trait of of the Stark bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh it's not it's not completely unique to Bran, but obviously the, the show does paint it that way. Yes, definitely for the first Aside from obviously the very first scene of the first episode with like the the White Walkers, mm-hmm. the show then really spends the next nine and a half episodes kind of almost pretending that magic doesn't exist in this world. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Mm-hmm. But then we have the birth of the dragons, obviously, at the end of uh, season one, mm-hmm. and then we see uh, Melisandre just like shrug off poison, like that ain't no thing. Like, obviously, right. that's some kind of power. We don't know what exactly that entails. But uh, and then, like you said, uh, the brand thing here with, you know, it is pretty much showing us. Yeah, he is dreaming that he is his wolf and kind of, you know, working into him. Is there anything else I'm missing? Like, it's it's really starting to show more of like, yes, magic is a thing in this world. It exists. Yeah, it's it it it's almost like a light switch, you know? Right. Um it's like, talked about a lot, like probably later in the show and in the books of like dragons coming back into the world awakes a lot of kind of old magics as well. So Yeah. That could have a lot to do with it as well. Um anything else you wanted to should we hit kind of the north here? Um, there's not a lot at Craster's Keep, but yeah, there, there really, there oh, really isn't. We need to hit the the ending scene here. Uh, well, I just, I just wanted a quick comment here, uh, as if we needed another example of how this show knows no boundaries. Uh, the killing of the bastard children is is a rough one to watch. It's a rough scene. Uh, it is, it is ruthless, dude. Yes, and. It, it like dude, fuck Janos yeah. for one, yeah, uh, for but sure. also like fuck. F- I don't know that I should be saying, but fuck Joff, dude. Yeah. God damn, what a piece of shit asshole. <laughs> he is a real sack of shit. Uh, yeah, when he's busy, when he's not busy, you know, doing the extreme home makeover, his hobbies include uh, murdering children and babies. Uh, it's it's bad, dude. Like. You obviously the the tiny little baby and like Janos pulling out the knife and like cutting like they don't show it directly obviously but that's like rough enough only to like that be quickly followed up with a montage of like 
pushing a kid into the water and just like drowning him under and the holding water. His head under yeah, it. yeah, it's yeah. like it's just a rough sequence. And I appreciate that they even like show the faces of one of the gold cloaks, one of the city watch, and he's just kind of looking around like, yo, this is so fucked. Like, what are yeah. we doing here, even? And it's a yeah. tough scene to watch, but I, you know, it's it. I think what the show is trying to say is that, well, we don't know for sure it's Joffrey yet, but someone is this giant, a piece of shit, and this is kind of a cruel, cruel world out there. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants, with the legitimacy of Joffrey's reign being called into question by Stannis, uh, the Lannisters, kind of the ones in power, don't want anyone... Any of Robert's true-born children, heavy air quotes on that because they're not really true-born, but they are actually Robert's children. Uh, to be yeah, I think it's I think it's funny that power every single one of them has comically black hair. Yes, like like comically, like yes. they literally took spray paint. They took and spray was paint like, and just yeah, <laughs> just black as the, fuck. The seed is strong, baby. The seed is strong, John. And I feel you. like like. Uh, Robert Baratheon had more of like a dark brown black hair. Like, uh, I don't... Yeah, but it was just very gray. Like he's an old man. He just got a little gray in there. Mark Addy, you know, he, he's sure. Okay. He's had too much wine, too much women, too much mm-hmm. blackberry jam. You know how it goes. Uh, you know how it goes. I had. So I just like really quick on the. I don't even know if we're still in King's Landing right now, but Wherever I just I'm, I'm seeing this section uh in my notes. How funny is it that we made? I didn't. I I completely forgot about this. We made a joke about this like some point last season. How many times we had to hear Littlefinger's oh, yeah. backstory? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And we fucking hear it again in this episode. <laughs> a kind of somewhat condensed version, but God, yes. dude, you made gods. I was strong then. <laughs> gods, I was strong. Some say even brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> This fucking guy, dude. <laughs> dude, Aiden Gillen, I I continue to be just mesmerized by his he is delivery. Absurd, man. It's I hate so him. Funny. I don't I hate him, him, but so I hate much. him. You know? I I love it. Yeah, that's a cool scene from Cersei. Just like I feel like she needed a W in this episode because she's she takes a lot of L's with Tyrion, and then she slaps the shit out of Joffrey, but he's kind of sort of takes L's with him too. But like, she's like, I'm still, I, I gotta show somebody that I'm still large and in charge around here. I'm just going to go, you know, pretend to have little finger killed for a second. And then just, I love the way she's like, Oh wait, I changed my mind. Don't kill him. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, it's like Cersei just, she needed that just to like remind herself even of like, I'm still cool. I'm still great. This, yeah. This, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely more for her. Than yeah. For yeah. That was a win for her. Uh, she, she was not proving it. a point to, to little finger. It was, yeah. it was to herself. It was, it was, it was definitely for herself. She, she needed that self reassurance. <clears throat> um, um, was there anything else? The the Craster's keep shit like I mean, the uh, he's just a sack of shit, and they're kind of finding out some information about where the wildlings are. I don't think there's a lot there. Where the wild I, things are. Where the it's a great wild, book. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, I th- I thought it was a little unnecessary for Mormont to just climb all up John's ass over such a. You small want a lead, boy? Like all he did was like say <laughs> we're not southerners, and. 
not much else besides that. I kind of thought that was out of line from our boy Mormont. Dude, like, how dude. about Craster being like, you're prettier than half my wives. <laughs> you got a nice you got a, wet twat between you got a nice your legs. Sweat twat between your legs. Well, listen here, nice wet bastard. <laughs> bastard. He does not dude. like bastards. Yeah, dude. He he kind of uh he kind of sounds like Alistair. Like his his inflection. Mm. Got a nice wet twat between your legs. A little bit, but Sir Alistair, despite being a giant asshole himself, is infinitely cooler oh, yeah. than fucking Craster. What a sack of shit. Uh oh, uh, while we're up there, one one more quick line I loved is when Gren tells Sam, your ass killed the sledge. <laughs> he's like, you you offered me a ride. And Gren's like, I just wanted to hear you stop complaining about your blisters. <laughs> I love, like, that uh, quadru... What do, you, what do you call four people? Qua- Squad. Squ- okay, sure. Uh, of Ed and Gren and Sam and John I love like just their banter so much I guess it's less John and more the other three John doesn't really do the whole banter thing much uh but they're just so fun I love them all yeah they 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 are a good time uh I I have one quick note in the east mm-hmm. should we go there sure yeah uh, there's not a lot that happens y- but yeah yeah there's there's not much that happens I just there's a funny thing and I, I might get some shit because I, I, I know that people love Daenerys. Uh, We're already <laughs> about three miles down the, the Daenerys yeah, hate I road. Yeah, so I know, I know, Might as but well keep it on brand. It, it's, it's, just, it's just a small thing to kind of pick at. But, like, I guess what I'm trying to do here is I'm, I'm trying to give real examples early in the se- like early in the series to be like, she's always been a fucking little baby bitch, okay? <sighs> Um, and so the, the one that I saw in this episode is Jorah's telling her, uh, if you go this way, they'll blah, 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 and take mm-hmm. your dragons. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, you you go yeah, over yeah, here, yeah, they'll I blah, 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 take talking. your dragons. Blah, 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 take your dragons. And she's like, no one will take my dragons. And it just was, like, eerily it's reminiscent p- of, like, a child it's being, petulant like... petulant child. No one will have my yeah. toys, or like no one will eat my food, or like a, that type of shit. It's a little Joffrey, if we're being honest. It is a little Joffrey, if we're yeah. being totally honest. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So look, we're <laughs> we've seen the way this thing ends. You may not have, but we're calling it early. Daenerys does not have the most sound and logical mind on her. She does a yeah. lot of inherently good things throughout her run. Mm-hmm. But um, she even she also has another line here where she's like, "I promised them their enemies would die screaming," which I'm like, "Okay, slight red flag there." But then she's like, "How do I make <laughs> hunger? How do I make hunger scream?" And I do love, I loved the way Sir Jorah responded, where he's just kind of like, "It's a trick I haven't a learned. Trick I never learned. I'm afraid." And just like, I do like Sir Jorah. Like he. T- the dude is like trying to give her good counsel, yeah. but a lot of times she's just like. There, there's even a couple shots it. in this episode where she makes those comments, and Jorah just kind of looks at her like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Uh, yeah, you all hearing her right now? Right? Is this just me? <laughs> is this just me? Is this a me? If it's a me thing, I'll let it go. If it's a me thing, I'll let it go. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's just me. <laughs> I do like yeah. me some Sir Jorah. Uh, is that all you got? Oh, real quick call out. 
uh, another great line is Shay and Tyrion when she I can <laughs> you can smell cum from the balcony, <laughs> which is a classic line. Same. Yeah, true. But I I loved the actual line. I think I loved more from Tyrion here is when she says something like this city smells like dead bodies or something like that. And Tyrion just goes a bit corpsey. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. A Fun bit fact. Uh, I actually live in the flat beneath uh, Tyrion. And oh, Shay's room. is it a bit corpsey? So, well, no, so all the cum that she was smelling is, Oh, uh, is you. Is, yes. Yeah. It's just me. It's just only you <laughs> it's by just yourself. Me, dude, by it's... myself. <laughs> No one else. It's like the the South Park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was a spooky ghost. It just this is ectoplasm. That's Zach just in the room right below Tyrion and Shay. What's funny? That's is, why they I, can I smell come from the balcony. I I don't have a lot of South Park uh, references. I feel no. like because uh, I don't is... I don't watch it often. Um, but that is one that is, it's is so good. funny. It's so funny. It is so All right, funny. are we ready to get into our final segment here, Zacky boy? I was born ready. You were born ready. It's time for let's ask Marin Trant. <laughs> Marin, Sir Marin Trant. What do you? No, I'm kidding. That's not our segment here. <laughs> our segment, of course, is who be thrown in. Hell yeah, who be thrown in? Who be thrown in? Uh, this, of course, our weekly top five of who's making moves, who's doing cool things. Who is on the track to be a baller? Uh, this one might be tough, Zach. I think one is very easy. I think Tyrion, Tyrion should shoot up to number one. Okay. Wait, did you just read the list and I didn't realize it? No, sorry. I did completely skip the list. Okay, where we last left off at the end of season one, uh, Rob Stark was number one. Sam, big jump to number two. Tyrion at number three, Daenerys Targaryen at number four, despite my protests, and Jamie Lannister at five. Oh, I was like, how is Jamie at five? He was captured. Is because that amazing, the amazing lines he had to Cat about <coughs> just him being a baller. Uh, so yes, I think Tyrion. He had too good of an episode not to be a number one. I I would agree. Okay. Um, let's throw him up there. Um, okay, Danny's coming off. Danny's coming off. She's barely in this episode. She's lost in the desert. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Jamie's also coming off. Jamie's coming off. He's getting his face. He's getting that just gross wet dog smell and like direwolf breath like right in his face. It's just not gotta great. Love that shit. Yeah, you gotta love it. Uh, man, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I think Stannis needs to be talked about. Um, does he have, I guess he gets that spicy new sword. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm very prepared. So I super have a picture ready for Stannis already, but why don't you, you know, just take this time just, yeah. just because just for shits and giggles. <laughs> to, to do your thing. Um, if you guys are not already following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of the socials, you can find us at, we don't want a pod. Uh, we post some fun stuff. We post episode updates. Uh, we interact actually with you guys quite a bit. Uh, so if you guys are wanting to be a part of that, that would be super awesome. Also, 
<clears throat> in the episode description, there will be a link to our Discord server, uh, which has um, been kind of growing just a little bit. We have uh, quite a new, few new people joining the the, the wannabes list, if you want to. Wannabes! Uh, wannabes, yeah. Um, hanging out with you guys, talking some shit, uh, talking about Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and all that good stuff. Uh, it's it's just, you know, I think I put out a post on Instagram uh, a couple days ago, a few weeks ago from the time you guys are hearing this. Uh, and I feel like one of the things that Scott and I just truly love and appreciate about doing this podcast is kind of the interaction that we get from you guys, uh, getting to chat with you all, hearing the feedback, hearing the takes, telling us when we're stupid, telling us when we're, when we're right. Cause that's more often than not. More often than that one. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it, it, it makes it so much fun for us. Um, and it's cool as hell when you guys are able to interact with other people who are doing the same thing. So joining the discord, I think is the best way to do that. Uh, it would mean a ton. Uh, Scott, uh, have you gotten Stan? Oh, yes, I see Stannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stannis is up there. Um, Do we think Davos makes the list? Mm. Possibly. I do love me some Sir Davos. I kind of think Sam's coming down also. Yeah, Sam doesn't do much. That's the thing, like, this is kind of a tough one. Nobody's making, like, big, big moves. Um, The Hound killed the shit out of that dude at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Okay, so, look, do we we go strictly power ranking right now? Like, where they stand? Should. Cersei? Do you think Cersei? goes on the list no man she took a lot of l's this she did i was actually possibly gonna mention joff Ooh, he yeah he's a sack of shit but he i mean he's the king right now he's kind of in a good spot you're not wrong um you should make stannis's picture a little smaller there okay let me shrink stannis up a little i okay so let me bring sam down I don't think he's going to stay. Rob stays. Yeah, he he probably stays. Yeah, he's still winning the war. He's still, yeah. He sent those aggressive peace terms. To... He sent those very aggressive peace terms. Uh, Arya is in the episode for about 30 seconds. I kind of think, honestly, I think Rob's going to be at two. I think I agree with you. Just because he's probably, he's probably more oh, established. Uh, even though Renly's not in the episode... Um, Renly could be up here if we're doing... I thought of Renly, but, like, <clears throat> do we know enough about, like, his positioning yet for where we are currently? I mean, yeah, they talk about how he's got that's the true. largest army they of all do, That's They do talk about that. I think you're right. Um, Joff, where are you? I know you have, I have you Ooh, somewhere. actually, here's a take. I think instead of Davos, I kind of think Melisandre goes up here. I was also thinking of Melisandre, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's uh, clearly pulling the strings here. Yes. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Melisandre. Also, if you're not already uh, uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, 
or following us on whatever podcast listening app you use, uh, that also does go a tremendous way and it is super appreciated. So if you can smash that follow or subscribe button, uh, we'll love you forever for it. And if you're smash watching it. us on YouTube, you can also click the little bell to uh, make sure that you guys are getting notifications. There you go, Atta boy. When, uh, when a new video comes up. Now you're doing it. Why did it's like we're YouTubers or something? My Joff image pop up. No, I <clears throat> I'm running Joffy out of filler boy. filler conversation. Yeah, no, no, you're good. We're we're I'm I'm all good. Where Joff? I added you, brother. Where you at? There he is. There he is. Oh, this is still Prince. Oh, I need to need to crop this. Um, Melisandre. So is that our five? You think Melisandre rounds us out here? I think Melisandre over Davos. You're probably for now. Right. You're I probably mean, I, of course, I like Davos more, but I think we're uh, gonna leave Renly off. I don't think Renly is there yet, just because he's not even like. <sighs> well, who would you take off for? For Renly, probably Melisandre. I don't know. I almost think, like, like you said, it's very obvious that uh, Melisandre is the one pulling the strings. So would she go above even Stannis? Mm. No, I don't think so. Because I, I think I think that Stannis would still have his position that he has right now without her. Hey oh. Hey oh, there she is. There she is. There or she our final option is Renly, who I know I have already. He was in season one. Up Renly, where you at, buddy? All right, well, I I would personally do Melisandre and Stannis above Renly because I just don't... I think Renly will have, have his... Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You think Renly over Melisandre? I... You know what? Okay, hold on. Hard rule. I think Renly's not in the episode. And and it is a toss up between them, and yeah. since Melisandre's in the episode, she stays. He goes. Let's uh, let's do that then. All right. What about order? Do you like? I do like our order. Yeah. This okay. So currently, for those listening, Tyrion number one, Rob Stark number two, Joffrey King Joffrey, and number three, uh, Stannis uh, joins the list at number four, Melisandre at number five. That feels right to me. It feels yeah. It feels right. There's not a whole lot of people making huge moves in this episode. Like we said, it's kind of a setting the check board. in, setting the table. It's the first episode of the season. There's a lot of like setup. Uh, yeah. But I th this this feels right. This is like three of our kings plus a hand of the king, and effectively, kind of a hand of the king. 
in Melisandre. So, right. Uh, this feels pretty good. You want to stick with this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think this is good. So one more time. That is Tyrion at number one, Rob Stark at number two, Joffrey at three. Uh, even though he's a sack of shit, he's still in a position of power. Uh, Stannis at four, and Melisandre at five. Yeah, that feels right. That feels right. And that awesome. is who be throning for this episode one of season two, episode eleven. Oh, Marin Trant, <laughs> Marin agrees. Trant, Marin Trant approved. Actually, he doesn't look like he approves very much. He's not having it. You know what he looks like is just Chaz. Chaz, yeah, they're Chazzy <laughs> boy. Like Chaz. <laughs> Chaz, you may. Chaz, I didn't know you could join us for this episode. I thought you were only gonna be oh on God. episode ten. That's so exciting. How are you, pal? Good. That's good to hear. Okay, I love you, pal. But we gotta wrap this up. Bye bye. That is so stupid. Fuck, why did you take us out of here zach yeah uh we appreciate you guys listening uh that was that was a fun episode to talk about because i feel like there was a lot a lot to go through uh and we love talking about this shit Definitely. and we love you guys hanging out with us and listening to us talk about this shit mm-hmm. and what we might like even more is telling your grandmas to listen to this episode and all of our other episodes talking about this shit uh, because we love grandmas here on the We Don't Want a Podcast. So tell your friends, tell your grandmas, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe, click the like button, the bell. Oh my God. <laughs> Get out of here, Mary Trent, you creepy <laughs> son of a bitch. He's just peeking in. I'm sorry, folks. I can't control him. Oh my God. <laughs> If you are an audio listener, you got to get on the YouTube bandwagon here, man. This is uh, this is too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fucking wannabes. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, shit.